Number one on Amazon. Number one on iTunes. Stand Up Records presents Mo Alexander and Mo Possum Blues. This live comedy album debuted at number one on iTunes and Amazon. The only comic to record live at the legendary Sun Studio in Memphis, Tennessee. Get your copy now. It's Mo Alexander's Mo Possum Blues. Oh, look, the mic's right there. Oh, wow. How professional do you look? Yeah. All right, here we go. The T-Bone. <laughs> and Chick Proof. Let's God bless. All these years, just get it right one time. What do you want from me? 40 years they've been trying. You couldn't fire somebody if they were horrible, doing a terrible job for the veterans. And now you can say you're fired. <laughs> okay. No one listens to radio. And now for a quick disclaimer. The T-Bone. And Chick Group. Show is brought to you by nobody. We have no sponsors. The show is still rated G. For glorious. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? I missed you so much. <laughs> Good. I missed you too. How, how have you been? Well, um, things have been better. And the thing is, I, you know, I... Of course, I want to talk about it because it's what we do. We talk. Uh, but I am afraid that I may be repetitive. Like the things that I'm saying, I may have already said. Not because of the show, it, it, because of the fact that what I say on the show, I then tell people in real life. And I, I've said it so many times on what I'm going through. I really don't know if I've said it before. So... I'll just try to keep it simple with the uh, the latest update. The latest update is I have a neurosurgery consult in 10 days. What? The earliest they could get me in was 10 days. And, uh, American healthcare. <laughs> which so is surprisingly not that bad. They've been very good. But if... It's, it's, it's a little bit of a challenge in the fact that if I tell people what's going on with me, they're like, oh, oh, it's just a back issue. Yes, th there is something that is occurring in my back. That is a true statement. But it is in my spine and it is radiating throughout my body and it causes an incredible amount of pain. So it's not really just a back issue. There, there's, a, there's an issue here. And I, I'm on medication. And the medication isn't that good. Alcohol works, but, you know, they kind of frown on me going to work with alcohol. So. <laughs> Always making jokes. Oh, well, uh, it is what it, I mean. I'm trying. I, I definitely. Pins up energy and no one wants to play because it's super hot. We may we're, have to. Abstain. We're we're in the bit of a cooling phase here. It was very temperate outside this morning it was very nice just hanging out with zeus on the back porch he just got back from the doggy day spa you know they did him up real nice at the petco until i looked at his nails and it was clear that they did not do one so all of his nails are neatly trimmed and i tipped this woman this is what makes me angry i looked at the ones i knew were an issue and they all looked nice and trim and then i looked at the uh, i just saw by accident one of his <laughs> Rupert, take it outside. I saw his back left paw and he's got, you know, a homeless people toenail. And Buddy. well, I say that, you know, because I, I remember Norfolk, Virginia, many, many years ago. I saw this homeless woman whose toenails had grown through her shoes. 
Hold on a second. I got it. <laughs> Christina once said, she's out of the room. I'll tell you this. Christina once said that the howl of the beagle is the call of their people. And it's something that's never left me because every beagle sounds exactly the same. And to me, it's just hilarious because they're so cute and they're so adorable. So last week, Zeus made an appearance on the show. I guess it's only fair that Rupert makes an appearance on the show. That is done. He is here. Completely left, uh, forgot where we were in the conversation. Uh, we were talking about you're going for your appointment and everything. Yeah. They've been really great. This is not just... Yeah, uh, so Ellie, Ellie Hillard... Um, New fan of the show. <laughs> she, I call a doc because, you know, Navy people, it doesn't matter if you, you've been in the Navy one week. Uh, if you're a corpsman, we call you doc. And she is my or doc. Or Big Doogie Hauser. <laughs> she, is, she is my doc, even though she's a licensed nurse practitioner. Kind of like a doc, I say. <laughs> but i mean she's she's working really hard to, to to find out whatever the issue is the problem is no nobody can diagnose what it is all they can do and you know me as a as a professional hypochondriac the only thing they can do is say things like well it's it's nothing scary and i love that that was from uh, that was from the patient first doctor and then ellie she's like well uh we've ruled out all of the acute possibilities okay 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 i can breathe we've ruled out the acute possibilities because and, and again i don't know if i've said this in the previous show or not but when i left patient first and i was on my way to the emergency room monday two weeks ago i i am i'm i'm shuffling the cards with god okay i've got the deck out and it's got all my life decisions on it and i'm like lord if you get me through this boom i won't do that again boom i won't do that again I, i'll never do this again I think it's okay because I'm strong and confident in who I am to tell you and anybody who has to be listening that I'm sitting in the parking lot crying, just mentally terrified uh, that, that, that my time is done. So when they rule out the scary things and when they rule out the acute things, thank you so much. But when they can't tell me what it is and I am still going through excruciating pain i can't help but think well maybe they mixed up my results maybe 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 it's somebody else's test results they were looking at i mean they put a what are the the qr code they give you wristbands with qr codes before you can go in the emergency room and you have to wear it the whole time you're there which makes no sense because not one time while i was there did anybody scan my qr code did you scan your qr code and you got i should have I should have. Why didn't I scan my own QR code? You're probably too busy for busy like panicking, which is why you always take a friend with you so that they can scan your QR code. So we briefly talked about that last week. In that, in the emergency room protocol, I am of the sort where I'm going to try to handle whatever issue I have without including other people, mm -hmm. specifically my wife, who I love to death. I do love my wife. There is no doubt. And I'm not saying that as the cursory thing I have to say before I say anything negative about my wife, which you should always do. If you're going to say something negative about your wife, always start it with, I love my wife, but I do love my wife. And she means the world to me and she cares about me and, and, and bless her for that. But in the last two times that I've had to go to the emergency room, I didn't want to trouble her. 
I didn't want to bother her. And when they asked me for like, uh, who do we contact in the event of an emergency? I didn't want to give her information because I just want to get through whatever this is and then back brief her. Now, she she she, and she hasn't throttled you for this behavior yet. She doesn't really know about the covid one. She doesn't know about that one. I got my second covid shot. That was a shot. long time ago. I won't I won't bring that up. Yeah, I got my second covid shot. I reacted really really bad to it. I found myself in the emergency room and within the course of a work day, I was able to get home and she was none the the where for it. On this one, also similar situation. I go to the emergency room on a Monday. I'm able to get home during a what is believably a reasonable amount of time. She doesn't know. But I chose to tell her this time because because I don't have a diagnosis. Right. But but I do know it's not any of the scary or acute things. So I start the conversation that way. <laughs> and and she she was really, really upset that can't imagine why. Well, you say why. that and the audience can't see it, but I can see it that you're rolling your eyes. And, and we joked about this in last week's episode where you you would notify y- your spouse immediately because out of, of fear for my life, not from whatever's hurting me, but from my spouse. All right. Pretend for a second, me and your spouses. And uh, many people have said that. Many people have said that we talk like an old married couple. Uh, uh, and <laughs> and you go you go to the emergency room and you call me, you tell me you're in the emergency room. And I know the moment I hear that, it doesn't matter if it's my pretend spouse as in you or my real spouse. I have to go to the hospital and I have to sit there with you and I have to worry with you and commiserate with you and just be by your side. But there's honestly nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do to make anything better. No, and- I, Well, so sometimes just having your person that you've chosen to be by your side through. Yeah, enough. but when she signed up for in sickness and health, I mean, let's be honest, she didn't really expect the sickness part. <laughs> but, you know, like I've had to go to the emergency. I got stung by that wasp and it progressively got worse over several days. And eventually I got off work one day and my arm had just swollen to a not so great size. I looked extra fat and my shirt and sleeve was way too tight. You know, like, and I, and then my manager had, finally I was like, and you know, you know she asked like, do you, do you want me to come up there? And no, it's fine. It's late. Just, I'll call you when I'm done. And that's fine. Like she knew where I was. If I had said, yeah, could you come up here? She would have been there in a heartbeat, but it was just, I just needed to make sure for certain that, I wasn't going to have any kind of crazy reaction. Slightly different know. scenario. I, I think it's like that. The, she asked me all the time. Anything. It's fine. Respecting boundaries is important. That's part of it. But I try to be as low. Ma- all right. First of all, I understand from a mental perspective, I, I am high maintenance. I get it. But from a day. <laughs> stop. <laughs> but from a day to day, I try to be as low maintenance as possible. I really do. It doesn't matter it, what she serves me. It's the the greatest thing ever. Thank you so much. I appreciate curry. it. I don't. <laughs> she said curry. I I don't complain. I try not to complain. Wow. As I, as I say these statements and then I think about who I am, I am I am a high maintenance witch. I. 
<laughs> you said it. Oh, you guys but are witnessing the... a real life <laughs> moment of clarity. But at the T-Bone. same time, she owns some of it, okay? When she intentionally flips the toilet paper upside down in bathrooms that she never uses, she just goes in there. Now, I know in a toilet paper roll, the toilet paper is supposed to go over the top. I know this. And she I'm knows happy. this. If I were to go into a bathroom that is specifically set aside just for her, the toilet paper is going to be over the top. But in the other bathrooms in the house, primarily the ones I use, because I use all of the bathrooms except for the one exclusively designated for her, I will put the toilet paper so the toilet paper roll is over the top. I can't tell you how many times I have to go back and switch it back. And then, because I had to switch it back, just shout out into the ether, grab, 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 toilet paper on the top. <laughs> I think it's actually my knee. My microphone cannot pick me up when I am practically licking it, but it can pick up the dog that is like three walls away from me. That is ridiculous, because uh, I have never seen a better mic to lip ratio than you have going on today. <laughs> but you are correct we do hear it from uh, from the outside should i go next to yell maybe? <laughs> <laughs> how are my levels now they're fantastic <laughs> super fantastic i uh i don't have a cough button on this setup but i do have volume control on my microphone and what i realized last week is like anytime i go to take a drink i have to turn the mic down because last week i'm editing out every <laughs> so two weeks from now will c is going to be at the comedy zone in harrisburg pennsylvania i think i'm going to get him into the studio well it's right around the corner so anything's possible but this will be the first in and in studio guest that i think we've ever had I know. I tried to come there at one time. Well, I think back we did it. We did an interview with Danny Thanks, Johnson, Danny. but we did that uh, it was uh, remote remotely. Um, who else have we interviewed? I think now I, I'm mixing up worlds here. Anyway, <laughs> this weekend I'm going to be at the Comedy Zone. Uh, this Thursday I'm going to be there or Friday. Are you going to be you're performing? I am not. I am not performing. Um, so Comedy Zones, uh, comedy clubs are just like any other click you have to there's a click yeah, it, it, just, is. it is what it is so i need to go to the club i need to introduce myself to the other comics i uh, need to befriend the alpha in the group <laughs> now I, I, you know i just need to get to know them and let them know who i am and let them know where i'm coming from as a young man when i first started getting into the comedy business where i was coming from is i i wanted to rule the world i wanted to be the the best comic on the planet. I wanted everyone to know my name. I'm no longer that guy. I'm just a, a guy who, who can do comedy, who enjoys making people laugh. And as much as I love radio and as much as I love the podcast, being in front of a live audience is, is just a different element. It's got its own uh, adrenaline and endorphins that comes from it. Plus, the group of people that are usually associated with comedy are usually uh, disturbed mentally. They're not <laughs> trying to get a bidet sponsorship. <laughs> like, That's correct. They're not working for a bidet sponsorship, and I am. So that'll be this Thursday. I've got a bunch of use or lose leave, which means I, I have to use it. So I'll be going 
on the Thursday nights and then taking the Fridays off. I'm probably going to do that for the rest of the year to kind of to kind to kind of get to know my local scene. So I'm looking forward to getting to know my local scene, who I've already made a commercial for. Get your laugh on and save a life. The Harrisburg Comedy Zone, in partnership with the Central Pennsylvania Blood Bank, offer two free passes for every single pint of blood donated. Quick clarification, it must be your blood. One pint, two free passes. That's almost the junkie rate for a plasma donation. Did you know a single pint of blood can save as many as three lives? Did you know the Harrisburg Comedy Zone features amazing talent from all over the country every single weekend? Did you also know that blood expires? And the Central Pennsylvania Blood Bank is in regular need of donations. For more information on how you could save a life and have a laugh, visit cpbb.org and harrisburgcomedyzone.com. That's one word, harrisburgcomedyzone.com. Again, not to tap my own back, but I think that is a that is an AFN quality commercial right there. It is better than AFN. It hits all the wickets. It's got solid a solid background track. The background track that I chose is do you, did you recognize the song? That's Bon Jovi. It's my life. <laughs> yes. There was a lot of symbolism in there. You got the 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 yeah. pulsing of the heart going stop. You got the laughter. You got the Bon Jovi, it's my life. Key elements. Outstanding. <laughs> I hit all the wickets. I am proud of that tiny little uh, commercial. I'm also proud, while we're spinning things up. It's the T-Bone and Chick Will Hotline. You used to call me on my... Boy, that thing's coming. That that, that thing comes in hot. (laughs) As always, the Taney children. So it turns out I might have to be acting dad for the Taney children. Dad's getting ready to to go and do some uh, high speed, low drag training at a distant location. And these children are going to be by themselves over the important holidays of like October and 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 food, both food, like the the food one in October, the food one in November, and then well, I don't know, I might have to be a Jehovah, Jehovah's Witness by December. But uh, I <laughs> I have I may be a little taller than our super fan James. Um, I may be a little wider than our super fan James. I may part my hair differently. But while he is gone, I am volunteering to step in as as the Taney kids' dad. I'll be the dad. Ho, 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 little children. They have, no, <laughs> they have no idea how much time I've spent in a Santa Claus costume. Those kids will be spoiled. Dad will come back so to three. <laughs> I have a picture of you and Rupert where you're wearing a Santa costume. I Well, I mean, eight years in a row I wore that Santa costume. Never Smells washed like it. it once. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Rupert was so enamored. All right, so let's be honest. I, I started this thing called the Road to Santa Run. It was a huge charity organization thing where we donated kids. We donated toys to needy children. And, we did not date kids. Yeah, we donated toys to needy children and a ton of money to the organization that takes care of these kids. And we did that for eight years running. 
And uh, yeah, I bought a Santa costume and I would run the three mile run with the Santa costume, which we would call the good Santa run. And then after my Hasher friends and me would run the bad Santa run, which was anywhere for three between three and five miles. So just to round up, I'm putting 10 miles on that costume. So that costume had 80 miles on it. And it's actually sitting right there in the corner as I look over there. And she's like, why is why is the Santa costume there? I was like, it's a good bookend. It makes total sense to be right there. It doesn't stink, okay? It kind of is perfect because that is what brought us together. No, no. National Night Out brought us together. National Night But you came back. I did. The Road to Santa Run. And that's when we started doing our more frequent shows. Oh, my God. It was so long ago, and I will never forget. I will never forget the disdain that you looked at me with you just you just so i know it wasn't entirely your fault though like i get it i get it i i know i am an acquired personality i 100 percent understand that so the very first time i saw you and you were giving me the um the looks of disdain to put it politely uh, when, I had on my full bitch face. <laughs> you, yeah, I mean, you just, you just, you kept showing me this. Uh, I hate this guy, and I'm like, I've never talked to her before. I don't know why. I don't know why that young woman hates me as much as she does. But give her time, she'll come around. They always do. <laughs> it's so funny because my wife, she was she was not enamored with me at all the very first time she saw me because I am the 800-pound gorilla in the room. I understand that. I know that. I, I suck up all the air. I take up all the space. I get it most of the time. When when I'm in a room full of people, when I'm in a, a new environment, when when I am feeling nervous, if you will, I know that what you know the way to the way to get everybody to love me is just to be me and be as loud and as happy and as excited as I can be. I, I and, and and it works for a lot of people, but it also immediately turns a lot of people off from me. And and then I always I identify those people. I read body language and then I work to kind of bring them people around like, hey, that 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 extra, extra extrovert that you saw that one day isn't really who I am. Who I really am is a, an incredible introvert with spontaneous moments of extrovertism. <laughs> I love the radio because I get to sit and by mice in a padded room where no one can hear me and I hear no one. The ultimate extrovert closet, if you will. And then not with any warning, but literally like as you were coming in being told that this guy is going to join me. <laughs> And in typical me fashion, what did I do? I tried to take over everything from the very first moment. Yeah, yeah. And I know, I know that is a fault of mine, but where it is a fault of mine, it is also kind of like my strength. It's kind of like, uh, you know, this guy here, he just kicks in the door and comes in blazing. Yeah, so thanks for uh, giving me a shot there, partner. I appreciate you. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I, and honestly, with anybody who's ever gotten past the initial me and has given me a chance to prove that this is who I really am, I, I'm not that guy, thank you. Thank you, because I know uh, I come in hot. I know I come in hot. I know. 
number one on Amazon, number one on iTunes. Stand Up Records presents Mo Alexander and Mo Possum Blues. This live comedy album debuted at number one on iTunes and Amazon, the only comic to record live at the legendary Sun Studio in Memphis, Tennessee. Get your copy now. It's Mo Alexander's Mo Possum Blues. Well, Chick Roo, it's, uh, it's about that time. I think we spin the wheel of destiny and find out what we talk about next. It just gets me so excited to hear her sing that little phrase and know that we are going to go into the book of everything. Ladies and gentlemen, the book of everything is just 1,227 quite interesting facts to blow your socks off from James Lloyd, John Mitchinson, and James Harkin. What it really is, is a bunch of weird, strange, individual things that you've probably never heard before. Every week, we share with you two facts from the book of everything to help enlighten your life. To share with you things you never knew before. I just want you to know that not a week goes by that I don't think about this. I love you so much. <laughs> I, 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 I swear to God, I look at every friggin' animal I have ever seen differently ever since I heard that one fact. Going back weeks into the archives, ladies and gentlemen, I'll save you the time. Here's what it is. Elephants and humans are the only species that have chins. That is, that is word for word what it said. It has resonated with me ever since I heard it. And I've never looked at any single animal the same way again. Because I'm always like, isn't that a chin? Could that be a chin? Maybe that's a chin. And I see Zeus every day. And every day I look at Zeus is like, no. Chin scratches. No, it's you, not a chin. You do not have a chin. That is just uh, your lower Part lip. Of your throat. <laughs> my friend, my friend, Laura Hayden, you may remember Laura. She was the blonde comedian because <laughs> we don't have a lot of blonde comedians coming to Rhoda. But uh, Lauren, she came to Rhoda twice. She came with Slade Ham, mm -hmm. with Sam Damara. She came with the, the, the boys. She came twice. Lovely lady who I guess I had never befriended before on Facebook. And then this year I did. And Lauren, uh, she's currently doing the Fringe there in uh, Edinburgh, Scotland. But every day she posts an strange and unusual fact that is reminiscent of exactly what we do here. But her facts uh, are very, no, her facts are just as good as our facts, except we expound on these facts. Why did I say that? I'll tell you why I said that. Because the very first fact I'm getting ready to read to you today is in common with what Lauren put out recently in her facts. And I'll tell you what that is in a second. Fact number one from the book of everything. All Polish, all polar bears are Irish. What? <laughs> Got to say it a different way now. I got it. I got it. All Polish bears are Irish. <laughs> they are descended from brown bears that lived in Ireland over 10,000 years ago. All polar bears are Irish from the book of everything because they descended from brown bears that lived in Ireland over 10,000 years ago. Boy, you want to talk about 23 and me. They that was were fascinating. They really figured that one out. What Lauren posted recently, which I thought was hilarious, hilarious, is that all polar bears are left-handed. Yeah, 
Oh, polar bears are freaking left-handed. They don't have chins. And they don't have chins. <laughs> Irish lefties with no chins. <laughs> Irish lefties with no chins. That's what a freaking polar bear is. Irish Irish lefties with no chins that drink Coca-Cola. That's what. Oh a, yeah. That's what a polar bear is. They you don't do. need to watch the Nature Channel, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna nature you up right here. Okay. <laughs> what a what a strange strange set of facts that all kind of tied together. <laughs> The world, here we go, fact number two. The world's lightest metal is 100 times lighter than styrofoam and can rest on a dandelion puff without damaging it. Now, it doesn't tell you anything else. It just says the world's lightest metal is 100 times lighter than styrofoam and can rest on a dandelion puff without damaging it. I don't know. I mean, the periodic table is nothing I ever took the time to remember. Not necessary until right now. So we thought. I'm not Googling, you're Googling. Oh yeah, and there's a picture, literally, like that's the first thing. Just sitting on a dandelion puff. Sitting on a dandelion puff. Did it tell you what it is? Microlattice. Microlattice. M-I-C-R-O-L-A-T-I-C. Let me see for what they're at is. <laughs> it is a metal. It is on a dandelion puff. World's lightest metal. I don't believe that's in the periodic table, uh, tables. Strong material, mostly composed of air. Well, that would do it. How do I become mostly composed of air? <laughs> 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 <Yikes. laughs> yeah, that would change the PRT standards for Rizzle. All right, well, that was the book of everything. Two interesting facts. Actually, three interesting facts of things that you did not know before listening to today's show. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for listening to the show. Remember, you can be a part of the T-Bone and Chick Brew Show by dialing the hotline. Be a part of the show. Just dial 904-385-3977. And in a voice you can remember, here's a computer saying the same thing. 904-385-3977. It's the T-Bone and Chick Brew Hotline. It's time to talk about cooking. And tonight, brew one thing. You know, f*** all. Well, I've got my volume set up. Boy, I can hear everything today. Uh, Talking about cooking, my friend Chick Brew there is a board-certified, (laughs) state-licensed... The girl's a chef, all right? Now, I have some chefing experience. Once upon a time, I actually went to school to be a salad chef, so I know how to make salads. She knows how to make everything else. Every week we try to talk about cooking and we do it based on your inputs and we do it based on our experiences. Now, my friend Pat Dronkers, a wonderful man, was making jalapeno poppers this weekend. Bacon-wrapped jalapeno poppers. I think they called them like Texas bean balls or, you know, some silly name. I'm pretty sure they're called uh, armadillo eggs. Armadillo eggs, which again, some silly Texas name. He was making armadillo (laughs) eggs. He ended up doing them in an air fryer, which inspired me to want to make them in my air fryer because I'm a big fan of the air fryer. I'm a big fan of the Instapot and I'm a big fan of freaking things wrapped in bacon. I was looking forward to this. But due to medical issues, I did not go to the grocery store. I, I did not want anything to do with the grocery store. I just wanted to get down to a flat surface and work through the pain. So I I am telling you, in the near future, I am going to try to make an armadillo egg because my friend, Pat, 
made them look amazing. Feeling a little. Have you ever? Food FOMO. Have you ever made an armadillo egg? No, but I've eaten them, and they are. I mean, you wrap almost anything in bacon; it's going to be pretty good. Sam Demaris went to Colombia, and when he came back from Colombia, he had this recipe for. I don't remember what it was called. It's something with the word grenade in it. It was cheese inside the center of an avocado wrapped in ground beef, wrapped in bacon. Something grenades. I can't remember what it was, but when Sam told me Cardiac about... Cardiac arrest grenades. <laughs> yes. When Sam the told me that... The avocado. The cheese. <laughs> oh, when, my God. When Sam told me that, I was so inspired that I think I made them that, that weekend, and they were phenomenal. Absolutely Artery love them. Artery declogging grenade after that. <laughs> You're not allowed to make that. You, you also <laughs> have your own business as a caterer. And the business has no name and requires no publicity because you were constantly filling orders. What did you fill this week? I actually didn't have to fill anything this week. It's been really nice. <laughs> but it was nice because I've been um um I am making mead and tomorrow is day ten since I started it. So tomorrow is my first rack. So I will do my first filter. And um, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Also, this coming week, I will be thinking about something to make because school is starting. And we know that that is my biggest business, the breakfast for the teachers. Oh, really? Didn't you have a very successful breakfast bowl thing going on there? Yep, I, I did. I had the well i was i mixed it up so i can't decide if i should do the breakfast biscuits or breakfast tacos for the for the first day of i feel like the biscuits are a big a big winner every all right here here, here's the deal you know uh, uh, any organization at naval station rota remind me to talk about that in a second any any uh, organization there at naval station rota can take some ingredients and put them inside a tortilla and wrap them up and put them in aluminum foil and sell them for a price you are a culinary trained chef you have you have drank drinks with Aaron Sanchez okay you are you are above what the first class association could do you are above what the can-do corpsman of the Naval Hospital Clinic can do. You are a chef. You I should definitely... one person. <laughs> yes, but but this one person can make... I, I, you definitely go with the biscuits. Definitely go with the biscuits. Uh, the reason I, I reminded myself about something when I was talking earlier about my doctor there, Miss Ellie... Not Ellie May. You know, when I hear the name Ellie, I immediately associate the name Ellie May, clamp it, because I'm an old man, and Ellie May Clampett was my first crush. Hehehe! <laughs> uh, Nev Campbell. <laughs> what? Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell was your first crush? Yeah, well, I had... Big, beautiful teeth. I had Ellie Mae Clampett. Well, on the big, beautiful teeth, you know how I feel about people with giant teeth. <laughs> I, I, am a, I am definitely a Carly Simon woman. Uh, uh, <laughs> Shane Gillis is a comedian, and he's got a little show going on the YouTubes, and it's very popular. And he had, a, he had an actress in one of his things. This woman's teeth were incredible. I, I don't go out of my way to, like, I would like to kiss a person. I am not that guy. I don't, I don't often look at someone and like, I would like to kiss that person. But her teeth were so amazing. I was like, I would like to kiss her and lick those teeth. 
God, no. Might find mouth through that, but a real purdy mouth. But Ellie, uh, her, uh, she is planning a trip to Spain, like a 10-day trip to Spain. And she's asking me, like, well, where do I go and what do I do? I'm like, well, um, if you're going to go in Spain for 10 days, number one, you have to go to Barcelona. You got to go. Absolutely. You got to go to Barcelona. And if you're in Barcelona, you have to just go ahead and go over to Andorra. You got to go to Andorra because you will never go there again. There's no reason to go to Andorra. But if you're that close, you might as well do it. Take the bus on over. Yeah, if you're going to be there for 10 days, going to Madrid makes sense because it is the capital. But honestly, really I've been necessary. to Madrid many times. And eh, eh, bruh, Meh. Eh. Uh, if, to me, if you were like doing it, like go to Barcelona and then fly over to Madrid, maybe do an overnight, try to get an early flight in and try to go to like just to walk around. Why fly when then, you can train? Well, because from Barcelona to Madrid, it can that's that can be a long train. It's like two but, hours. From Barcelona to Madrid? It's only four hours from Sevilla to Madrid, I mean, to uh, Barcelona. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, I've done it many times. To Barcelona? Yes, from Sevilla to Barcelona is only like four hours. To get to Sevilla is like an hour, so it's about a five and a five and a half hour trip total. What train were you on? On the train. There, there are no. It's not like there's multiple train services. You get on. You get on that. the train, on, not the city here train. To Valencia is six hours. Valencia is further away because it's got it's got those weird stops. Yeah, but uh, it's a Sevilla to Barcelona is a straight shot. Trust okay, me, I did it. If you want to do a walk around overnight is fine. But I don't really think I agree with you. I don't think Madrid needs. People not, give it a lot of time, but I really don't think it needs a lot of time. Not that big of a deal. If you're going to do the Iberian Peninsula, here are the things that I would recommend. I definitely without a doubt I recommend Barcelona because it's just an amazing city. It's got the mm-hmm. mountains, it's got the oceans, it's got a hop-on hop-off bus like no other city I've ever been to. For one price it gives you three different lines. It's got a great casino. The cruise ships leave out of there. It's got an amazing aquarium. I love Barcelona. It's very close to Andorra, which is not too far away. And all right, so there, Barcelona, boom. Then the next thing I would recommend, 10 days on the Iberian Peninsula, uh, Ibiza is definitely uh, on the list of things to check off. Uh, Las Palmas, another thing to check off. If you're going to be on the peninsula, you, you might as well go to Lisbon. Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Because, I mean, who does that more than once? Go to Lisbon. Uh, Mercia, which is a city on its way to Lisbon, an old Roman city. That's a very nice one. I, I definitely would recommend getting down to the uh, Costa del Sol, getting down to Marbella, getting down to Malaga, and, and then cutting right across and c- going across the border to go to Gibraltar. If yeah, you gave Gibraltar me 10 awesome. days and said, TK, here's 10 days, go to go to Spain, have a blast, where would I go? Oh, I'm not going to lie. I, I would just go back you to You come R- here. I would just go back to Rota. <laughs> I would just go I, back. I, I would also say Sevilla. Like, Sevilla is probably one of my favorite. It's like Barcelona and Sevilla. Those are my two favorites. Uh, Here's what I'm going to say about Sevilla. And and like a New Yorker who never went to the Statue of Liberty, 
Sevilla is kind of like the same thing for me in Spain. I've been to Sevilla many times. I almost died in Sevilla. We, we, I did not go to the ER, but I did have to cut myself out of a bull costume. Uh, We did it. You and your costumes. We did an eight. We did an eight mile run in a hundred and four degree temperatures. The choices we make. The choices we make. I'm going to tell you that was a poor, poor choice, and. Mr. Paul White is responsible for that trail. That was uh, that was torturous. And when it was finally over, I was in this full felt bull costume because we did the running of the bulls in Sevilla, uh, the hashing of the bulls in Sevilla, and uh, I had to I had to start cutting it off. I just couldn't get out of it fast enough to cool down. I do love Sevilla. I I've, I've never had a bad time in Sevilla. I'll say that it's a great city, and it is also Spain's fourth largest city. I've always, I've always had this issue with Jeopardy. Because I'm a world traveler, because I'm worldly, I've, I've been around, I know, some, I know some languages, I've always felt that if I went on Jeopardy and they asked me a question and I respond with the proper name of the city, that they would find it wrong. So as an example, if you ask me what is the capital of Italy, I would immediately say Roma. But Americans, for whatever reason, we couldn't translate Roma so we made it Rome. If uh, if you ask me what is the second largest city in Italy, and I said Napoli, and and you took away points because Americans can't pronounce Napoli, we have to change it Naples. to Naples. There, there's those things. Andalusia. So I, <laughs> Andalusia. <laughs> there's always been Sorry, the, well, Barcelona. The pronunciation of Barcelona is now starting to to be more commonly accepted as Barcelona, where in 1992, Freddie Mercury, it's Barcelona. Kiev is another one that's going through a transition phase right now, where it has always been Kiev, but now they're trying to tell us it's Kiev. Kiev. The fourth largest city in Spain is Sevilla. It was a answer on Jeopardy, and I remember when it came up, I was like, "What is Sevilla?" and uh, and the answer was, "What is Seville?" And I knew, Seville, I knew yeah. right then and there, uh, I would be screwed on uh, Jeopardy. <laughs> oh, well, it's like a what is it, Trevor Noah zebra <laughs> versus zebra, and he's like, "How are you going to correct me when I am from the country that named it?" <laughs> funny, that's funny, like uh, Zed. Uh, I, I am, I am familiar with Zed. I use Zed. I cross my sevens. I do silly things. I cross uh, my sevens. <laughs> because I, I have to cross my sevens because I write okay. my one like a seven. I write my A's weird. They have like doot, doot. And then the circle people think. You want to screw people up if you're ever writing something? Just put those weird accents on vowels. For no reason whatsoever. Yeah. (laughs) And then when someone challenges you, they're like, oh, lo siento. I didn't know. Me (laughs) dispiace. I know three languages. I know four words in three languages. (laughs) My favorite phrase, my favorite phrase to learn in any language is, I'm sorry, I do not speak X language. I love it it's to the point where I perfect it, where I say it with the perfect accent, the perfect dialect. When I say it, the person hearing it believes it just as if I were to say in English right now, I'm sorry, I don't speak your language. And I could do it and I could do it in several languages. And it, to me, still one of my personal favorite jokes to see just look at you like to see the reaction on someone's face when you tell them in their language perfectly that you do not speak their language. It's still one of my favorite things to do in life. 
generally. <laughs> You're a troublemaker. Invited, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our favorite segment, Birthday Boost, where we reach out across the ethers to tell friends of ours, uh, happy, happy birthday. We do it by really, really talking up at least two of our friends. She gets to choose two. I get to choose two. We give them a birthday boost. If you're lucky enough to get a birthday boost, you should, number one, just be ecstatic. You should just be so thankful and happy that you were given a birthday boost. Number two, the other end is... You might get an honorable mention. So, they, I mean, it's not really a losing situation. It's just a, what is a win versus what is a win-win. So, as always, oh, you liked it. You really liked it. Anything trades <laughs> for one packaging. co-host. Cinnamon-flavored, aged to perfection, still in original packaging. I thought that was hilarious. But you gave it a like. Thanks, Chick Brew. I thought I gave it a laugh. Did you give it a laugh? Oh, yeah, you, you gave it a laugh. Dave Inman gave it a like. What the heck, Dave? It's because we didn't play any Thunderstruck. Thunderstruck! Nailed it. (laughs) Dave Inman, one of our super fans who uh, loved Thunderstruck Friday. It was one of his favorite things to do, and we only did it for him. And we got in a lot of trouble for him. He just doesn't doesn't know know what we had to deal with. So this week in our birthday boost section, who, who, who are you boosting? I'm going to do... A two for one here, totally cheating. But Danielle Lawson and Shambly McClure, because they both share the same birthday, and we all used to be on tour together, and they're both just amazing. Who so are doing all kinds of weird things that I don't understand, but for you, that's my birthday booze. Oh, okay, all right. Um, I am going to go with. I wish I, I wish I remembered the radio station that she works for. My friend Hannah Lopez works for a radio station there in the Costa del Sol. She is British. She is, of course, proper British, and the radio station that she works for is also proper British. It's a British radio station on the Costa del Sol in Spain. Hannah Lopez is a wonderful lady. I've spent many, many times with her. I love her. Her her husband's amazing. They're a wonderful family. They're people that you want to be around. Number one, they speak with a British accent, which is always fun. And when they get drunk with a British accent, it makes you feel quite prim and proper. Hannah Lopez, this has been your birthday boost. Next up, Crescent Peters. Crescent Peters is a name I am familiar with. Yes, yes. Known Crescent a long time. And when she was graduating high school, she said, I want to go in the Navy. I want to be an MC." And if you have questions, I may have answers. Um, I'm not the greatest person at being in the Navy, but I'll give you answers all the same. And she's out there crushing. Yay, Crescent! This, uh, my next, my final birthday boost of this week is going to go to a wonderful, beautiful, gorgeous woman who, who deep down, I just, I can't do without her. I cannot do without her, even though she is married. And even though I know her husband doesn't get as much love as those dogs do. And, it goes without saying, she has the perfect first name. I would rename my children this name had I known this name existed before I met Fabiola Garcia. Her name is Fabiola. Do you understand? Her parents knew in advance that this child was going to be so amazing that they freaking named her fabulous. 
Fabiola Garcia, to you, I want to wish you the happiest of happy birthdays. You, my friend, are missed every single day. I love you. Happy birthday. Play with the dogs. Kiss the husband. Kick the dogs. Cheer the husband. Whatever. Uh, I, as always, I wish you nothing but the greatest and the best. And 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 she's down there in the coast of Sel Sol. She's also friends with Hannah. So Hannah and Fabiola, my my friends from the Marbella, um, uh, Malaga areas. You are both my birthday boost this weekend. I love you both. How about in your honorable mention section, who falls in that category? I got Lindsay Tierrez, Steve Bond. I've got a Ninja Urban, who's my cousin. And, of course, the Savage. I got uh, retired MASH chief and uh, uh, senatorial, uh, previous senatorial candidate Bill Randall. Jason Kugel, Woody McAdams, a very funny, very, very funny guy who I've loved and admired for years. Linda Edmond keeps popping up on my list. I still love you, and she still gets a, a birthday acknowledgement. Ken Mayo, Shannon Hall. Of course, I covered Fabiola and Hannah. Eric Knowles, one of the veterans of comedy. He is uh, getting ready to celebrate his birthday. Uh, Gerald Wheeler and Al Katz all getting ready to celebrate their birthdays. So to all of you, as always, we wish you nothing but the happiest of happy birthdays. I think, in case you forgot... It's time. I know I say it every week. Every week I say we need to do an opener for the headlines bit. And every week we haven't done it. And here we are. It's time to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for headlines from around the globe. You got any headlines for me? It's a T-Bone and Chick-fil-A highlight. You used to call me on my... 904-385-3977. You used... Disoriented bear cub high on hallucinogenic mad honey. Whoa, hold on now. <laughs> you mean to tell me that there's a hallucinogenic honey out there? Because, I mean, when you tell me about hallucinogenic mushrooms, I'm like, okay, but I'm really not a mushroom fan. Now, you tell me about hallucinogenic mm, honey. Uh, I could get behind that. All right, that's research for later. Read the headline to me again, please. <laughs> Disoriented bear cub high on hallucinogenic mad honey rescue. All right, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, I don't have a lot of experience yet with hallucinogenics. Uh, I, I want to get into the hallucinogenics, and I want to get into the gummy bears. I want to get into the drug scene, man. The legalized, uh, authorized. You're tired. You should be. Well, you know, Uncle Sam, I still. pain. Yes, definitely. You I found out something very interesting this week that if you get a medical marijuana license in the state of Pennsylvania, you are not not allowed to have a concealed carry. No, never mind. I have a problem with that. So I can get all of the prescription narcotics my doctor will give me and I can carry a gun. But if I get a prescription marijuana license, I can't legally carry concealed. I don't think that's constitutional. And I think that, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Anyway, so there's a bear. He's eating some honey that's gone bad. I don't know. I don't know what hallucinogenic honey comes from. Uh, he he is tripping balls 
probably fell out of a tree, you know, because you can't really stay in a tree when you're tripping. And he is probably just like laying on his back, man, and his paws are up in the air and he's just kind of like rolling to a Pink Floyd soundtrack in his brain and he's just relaxing. And some ne'er-do-well under the, the auspicious occasion of being a do-gooder reports this bear who's living, who's living his life reports this bear to the local authorities. And what are the local authorities gonna do? They're gonna come over, they're gonna find out this bear's tripping balls. They're gonna capture the bear. They're gonna take it back to a facility. They're not gonna be able to adopt it out. And eventually, they're gonna put this poor bear to death because Karen couldn't just let the bear get high. A high bear is the kind of bear you want. A high bear, a high bear is a bear less likely to eat you. A bear tripping balls. Do bears get munchies? All right, I can't think of an encounter with a bear. I, you, you ever see that one video where it's uh, clearly Japanese young ladies trying to take a selfie with a bear, and the bear like walks up on two feet up to her and gets in the selfie? But even though it's cute and adorable and they were able to take a selfie with the bear, you realize there's real danger. There is, there's real danger there and you are on the cuspus of someone's cuspids. That is a hilarious line. I'm keeping that. On the cuspus of someone's cuspids. Do, do all those words make sense? Those, that is the yeah. right thing, right? Yeah, that's the right way. Yeah. <laughs> Life in bizarre town where homes have country borders running through the middle. Life in a bizarre town where country borders run through them. All right. This has got to be like Australia. And the reason I say it's got to be Australia is because Australia doesn't have enough people. They've got a ton of land. Everybody's always drunk. And, <laughs> and, and, and internet and television reception is not good in the outback. So basically, they're like we were just 30 years ago. They're bored and they're looking for things to do. And they've got a town in the middle of the outback. This is how I see it. I'm usually wrong or right, depends. They got a tiny little town in the outback and they're all drunk one night and on Foster's, of course. Foster's is beer, Australian, Australian for, beer. for beer, mate. And they're all out there going, Robert, your father's brother. <laughs> <laughs> so there they are they're coming up with something to do and i can't i can't maintain that accent with my voice acting up so there's a little town and it's middle of nowhere australia and they they said oh hey you know it'd be fun let's play a game of risk but we'll do it in our town we'll take our town and we'll put boundaries in our town and then we'll fight the boundaries in the town <laughs> So, uh, yeah, you know, you can go from, like, South America to Africa. They basically drew a giant wrist board in the city square, and, and uh, when they're drunk, they, they play risk. That's, that's what I think this headline is all about. How close am I? So far. But it did. <laughs> this headline reminded me of this one time I was staying in a hotel in Johnson City, Tennessee. I know Johnson City, Tennessee. Been there. Everyone knows Johnson City, Tennessee. It's in that song. Um, A song but, uh, I do not know. Anywho, uh, how my my I know Tennessee door whiskey. to my hotel room was in one time zone, 
and my bed was in another. So if I was in the bathroom, I was in one time zone. If I was in my bed, I was in another time zone. And I kept being really late and really early to things because my alarm was set, but where I had my phone time, I was varying. Oh, this was very long ago. And, and I believe that it may have not been Johnson City, Tennessee. For your story. Oh no, mine was 2000. Okay, because I don't think Johnson City, Tennessee borders a time change place. I know where I was because I drove, I, it was the last day of my job. I had just quit my job, it was my last day, and we were there for NASCAR. And it was funny because my first day on tour was in Johnson City, Tennessee, and I thought it was hilarious that I was leaving from there to be done. And I don't know why. How was it the hotel room? Shambly was there. She was... <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I don't know because uh, the way we look at a map is not really uh, indicative of how the world is. You know, when you look at north and you look at south, when really <laughs> north is like cantered off because the planet is on an axis. But I, I know specifically down in Columbus, Georgia, where uh, the jump training is, and then Phoenix City, Alabama, which is right across the Chattahoochee River. I know where that is in the up-down of a normal map, which would put Johnson City far to the right of any time zone. And, and, I, and I know Memphis, Memphis has got that Arkansas-Tennessee border there on the Mississippi. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it's your experience. And you know what? I'm going to let you own that. I'm going to let you own that memory that is yours because who the hell? Well, what do I know? What do I know? Yeah, I'm, go stay at the Holiday Inn there next to the very expired thing and also have pleasure. <laughs> I only really remember because I drove. My flight got canceled, but I had no hotel room for that. A company that I had been working was like, oh, well, we didn't plan for Okay, but... I need you to pay for it because yeah, I'm still your employee. <laughs> yeah, and they were like, "Well, just stay at the hotel." And I was telling it close, and I was trying to get back to Charlotte, and I was like, "You can rent me a car, and I can drive there." And they're like, "No, stay there." And I was like, "Stay where?" Because it's NASCAR, so every hotel. Oh, definitely. Well, the nearest a, the nearest NASCAR to Johnson County. City is up north, right? Just a little bit. It's um, isn't it Bristol? Bristol. Yeah. Yeah, I rented. I paid, rented my own car, and I got out of it. I was driving just. I was just driving to Charlotte my whole life. But I just remember them being like, "Well, figure you're gonna have to figure it out." <laughs> so Johnson City, Tennessee, which by the way, they do make some great whiskey there. These people were so bored they decided to draw country maps in the city for what purpose? Oh, country. We're talking about the headline, aren't we? Oh, the headline was in the Netherlands. The Netherlands. Another another great way I could have taken that story was to uh, uh, Abu Dhabi, right? Didn't they build the uh, the country islands like the 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 world? I don't know. <clears throat> Interesting thing I found out recently with the Comedy Zone here in Harrisburg is uh, they do something on a Wednesday night every couple of weeks where they basically do headlines on stage. Yeah. So I would like to believe this has been my training to get me. Uh, involved in, in into my local comedy scene. Anyway, we'll see how that goes. I'll, I'll report more as as situations develop. But uh, we have definitely done our time and a little extra, but I'm sure when I cut it all up, we'll be right at about time. I remind you, ladies and gentlemen, this week, as I remind you every week, to be the best person that you can be. And if you were a great person today, be an even better person tomorrow. And don't forget. And don't forget that you are loved. <laughs> 
I mean it. Don't forget it. I've not forgotten. Thank you for listening to T-Bone and Chick Brew. If you enjoyed that show, you should check out the Jerome McLean Show, independent media that won't reinforce tribalism. We have one planet and nobody's leaving, so let's reason together. You can find the Jerome McLean Show at the same place you actually listen to this show. Give it a shot.